Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. I am your host, Shanitria, aka Stoner Mama, aka Get Shit Done But Still Smoke Weed. <laughs> AKA pass me to join, AKA pre rolls only, AKA because the bitch can't roll. <laughs> you remember what people used to be like, AKA, AKA, BKA? Remember, BKA is so AKA is also known as BKA is better known as A. Hey. Um, <laughs> I used to do that like heavy when I was a kid, like Shanitria, AKA this. AKA blah blah blah. AKA don't forget. AKA because you gotta know. And um, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> enough of that. So you guys, this is gonna be a super duper special episode. I can't believe I just said super duper. Anyways, this is gonna be a really super dope episode because it's a mailbag episode or a stoner bag. I like that or a stoner mail. I like that. It's a stoner mail episode. I think I'm going to call it stoner mail because I, I'm feeling the name. I was like, should it be mailbag? Should it be listener letters? But I feel like every podcast has listener letters, right? That's so whack. Like I smoke weed. I got to keep it, you know, clever. <laughs> so I'm thinking stoner mail. We had a stoner mail episode. Basically, I have an inbox full of messages from a lot of you guys and, um, I'm going to try to get to them as many as many as possible on this episode because I just need to answer them. It's giving me anxiety. Like when I, <laughs> when I have a whole bunch of, of messages that I have not replied to, I absolutely am like, yo, Shanitria, sort your life out, bitch, and start replying to some of these messages. So that's what I'm doing this episode. As you know, in case you're tuning in for the first time, this is a podcast where I talk about cannabis and parenthood, all things cannabis, all things parenthood. And keep it absolutely <laughs> 100 all the time. Before I get into that, I I got to smoke some weed. I just do. I just, it just feels like now at this point doing the podcast and starting off with smoking weed, it feels almost like ritualistic. <laughs> I just make that word up. I'm pretty sure that's a word. Anyways, and I just love seshing with you guys. It's just like, I, I feel like if I close my eyes, I can see each and every one of you and where you are consuming your cannabis and I'm right there with you. Is that creepy? <laughs> Anywho, so I'm about to smoke some headband, which as you guys know, you're like, damn bitch, are you smoking headband again? But I've been buying it a lot. Like this is like the third time I've bought it in I don't even know how long, like two months or something. I love headband. It's a stativa. And I just love it because it's just such a good, like, I need to, I want to have like a little buzz. Like I want to have a little high, but I still need to function and get shit done. Like headband is a strain for you. It makes me super creative. It keeps me, you know, feeling peppy and happy. And I'm able to focus and get shit done. Of course, like if I smoke too much of headband, then I'm going to be just be fucked. I'm going to be stoned. I'm, I'm no good to anyone. I feel like that's, that's with any strain, any type of weed, whatever cannabis and it has THC in it and if I'm if I ingested whether that be smoking vaping or what have you too much I am fucked <laughs> so using responsibly is always the best way to go especially when you basically have responsibilities because you're an adult <laughs> but enough of talking about responsibilities because that's just like so whack <laughs> let's smoke some weed together so grab whatever you are smoking on you know, whether that's a joint or a blunt or a pipe or your bong or 
your vape or whatever, whatever gets you into your zone and has you feeling yourself, feeling yourself. I'm feeling my feeling my feeling myself. <laughs> Whatever has you feeling on that level, on that mode, you know, in that in that wave, then you need to grab it because I'm about to grab my bong, my baby Brooklyn. I don't know if you guys name your bongs, but this bong is definitely her name is Brooklyn. I'm about to grab her up real quick and light this headband. Nah, see you on the other side. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but I, I just felt like that was like a really cool thing to say just now. I'm such a loser. Anywho, here we go. Cheers. Oh, yeah. You know what? This bong, when I pull it, it doesn't gurgle as loudly. Which is one of the things I love and hate about her. Because, like, I get, like, low-key a satisfaction out of that. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) That was a horrible impression of that sound. Because it's just like, yeah, I'm pulling it. I'm really pulling it. But then also, I do like the discretion of it not being, like, an obnoxiously loud bubble gurgling sound or whatever but you know for the purposes of this podcast i feel like <laughs> i don't know if it's gonna sound as loud i don't know i mean but i am smoking weed and this is not taylai inti who oh my gosh what's up with me in the accents yo <laughs> okay so if i'm being a hundred with y'all i definitely smokes earlier today and i'm just now coming off of that high right and now I'm about to get high again. So I just don't know like where I have, I want to do the stoner mail. Like this is my plan of what this episode is going to be about. But just also know that I'm high. So just like, let's do this. Let's, let, but don't judge me. Like, so hopefully you're getting high right now too. So that there's, this is a judgment free zone. Okay. Let me take another hit. Oof, that was it. That was that. That was that one. <coughs> no, God. <coughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So what had happened? <laughs> what had happened was <coughs> that one got me in the back of the throat. I need water. Water, water. <laughs> oh my God. That feels a thousand times better. Pardon me. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. We keeps a bitch so hydrated. I drink easily at least 80 ounces of water a day. And it's mostly because I smoke weed. I feel it. I don't know what it is. I, I got to ask somebody. But 
some strains definitely do give me cotton mouth, which obviously means I'll be drinking more. And for some people, like you may reach for juice or you may reach for milk or alcohol or, you know, like some wine or something. For me, I'm like, let me just grab water because in that moment, I just want to like wet my mouth. (laughs) I just want to get my mouth wet. And so the best way for me to do that is just like, let's just drink water. I actually, um, totally unrelated to anything. I just wanted to catch you guys up on what's going on in my life. Uh, I recently cut juice out of my diet, which has been like really hard because I'm addicted to juice. And I just knew that like majority of the calories that I consume are liquid, like they're liquid calories. They're in the juices that I drink. Like I love cranberry juice, apple juice orange juice, watermelon juice, (laughs) mango juice, (laughs) any kind of juice, blackberry juice, peach juice, any kind of juice. Like, oh my God, I'm addicted. I love juice. I drink juice for breakfast. I'll drink like apple juice for breakfast or orange juice. And then for lunch, I'll have like a glass of cranberry juice. And then for dinner with my meal, I'll have like some fucking watermelon juice or something or peach juice or Trader Joe's has this cucumber watermelon juice that is addictive and it's only like three dollars or something like that so i'm like it's only three dollars like, and it tastes so good like it takes everything in me when i see in the store not to get like three bottles of it just knowing that like i'm just gonna guzzle it and i feel like whenever i go to the store and buy a lot of like an item like if i go and buy like four types of juice or whatever then like in my house, I make a commitment and I honor th- that commitment <laughs> with drinking all of that juice. <laughs> Looking forward and like what I wanted to achieve, especially like wanting to lose a little bit more of this baby weight, but without pushing myself, just kind of doing it naturally by just changing little things about my diet that maybe weren't so great to begin with and I needed to eliminate anyways. And so I was just like, okay, I'm going to cut out juice. And like, I've easily felt like I've slimmed down so much just by cutting it out and also breastfeeding. (laughs) Breastfeeding helps you lose weight like a motherfucker. (laughs) It's helped me a lot, uh, but I still have to work out. Obviously, I need to tone up. Like now I have like the little, like my muscles are super weak, like top to bottom, like all my muscles are weak. I need to re-strengthen them. But my core is absolutely like weak. I need to re-strengthen my core, especially in my legs, because I did have like an epidural and I was put on so much medication to have my C-section that it just made my lower body like totally weak. Um, those muscles, are, they definitely need to get stronger. But also, yo, like I got loose skin, man, like in the midsection and I need to tighten it. I got to tighten up. And it's not like an aggressive, but it's like, if I continue to lose weight at the rate that I am without making sure those muscles are tight and firm, then like, it's not going to be cute. Like I could be skinny, but I'll I'll have like a little pouch and that's not what's up. So (laughs) I gotta, I gotta sort that out and pull that together. But everything else is, I feel really good. I really do. I just really miss juice. (laughs) But what I'm getting at is that I drink like 80 ounces or more of water a day because every time I want to drink juice, I just reach for my water. Every time I want to like drink some alcohol, I just reach for my water. Every time I want to drink anything that's not water or milk, I drink like a glass of milk a day just because when you're breastfeeding, you need calcium because your baby's just stripping everything from you. So uh, I drink my milk. But aside from water and one glass of milk a day, like that's pretty much it. Like there's nothing, I don't drink anything else. Like 
every now and then I'll treat myself to a glass of rosé or like a, a glass of wine, but I'm really not drinking anything outside of that. And I really want to get to the point in my life where I don't drink alcohol at all, but a bitch really loves rosé. So, <laughs> and I love Cabernet and I love, <laughs> I love like almost every red Pinot Noir, like any red wine. I'm like so highly addicted. <laughs> Syrah. Oh my gosh. Uh, I love, I love red wine. So I don't know if I could ever give that up, but I can give up all the other alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, that's what I'm saying is that I always have water with me. So if, and some strains of weed really make me kind of thirsty. And so I just guzzle down the water. And I think that's why it's so easy and why you never really seen like a obese or like, you know, really fat stoner. And even though society and media and all the BS out there likes to portray stoners as lazy, most of the stoners I know are skinny as fuck. Think Snoop Dogg, think Wiz Khalifa, even Seth Rogen to an extent. Like, they're all, like, they're not fat. (laughs) Not that I'm body shaming or saying there's anything wrong with being fat. I'm just saying that stoners don't just look one way. We look a bunch of different ways. And and usually it's because cannabis is something that can help you maintain a healthier diet. Because when you start thinking about plant medicine, you start thinking about, okay, what am I what am I actually putting in my body? And then you start making little adjustments to your life. And when you make those adjustments, you know, there will be reflections on your physical appearance to that reflects like what you're doing. Like your skin might start clearing up. Your hair might get like shinier. Or I don't know. Your nails might get longer. I don't know. Like it could be so many things. Your eyelashes could grow. Like I would love for my eyelashes to grow. But you know, it could be a number of things and it'll just be like, okay, this is a person who believes in like plant medicine and taking care of themselves as naturally as possible, you know, and, you know, not doing things in excess and so on and so forth. Anywho, I could babble on and on, but obviously you guys want to hear those male items from the stoner male. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner. I'm a stoner male. Male, I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner, I'm a stoner, male, male. (laughs) That's going to be the song. (laughs) Okay. Hi, I'm sure you get a lot of DMs. I know there isn't much information about cannabis and breastfeeding. I was wondering if it has decreased your supply and how often you smoke and if you see it affecting your child differently. I think you're a huge resource and I commend you for being honest and doing what's best for you and your kids because folks stay not minding their business. Yep. By the way, I've been referring your page to all the DL blunt blowing mamas. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Okay. So This is a really great question, and I wanted to make sure I read this because I do get asked this one a lot. So I'm going to speak to it directly right now. (laughs) So you want to know if it has, if smoking cannabis, smoking weed has decreased my milk supply. No, it has not. And that was like, I know some people are just like, what? Why would you think that it would decrease your milk supply? But, and it seems irrational after I, like, after I like basically debunked it myself by going through what I'm going through and still being able to produce as much milk for my baby as he wants and sometimes more than he wants and feeling like, damn, and I'm still using cannabis and looking back at my old self and being like, dang, girl, why would you think that this plant would harm your milk supplies? That's silly. But, you know, it's not silly. It's a it's a valid concern because you we growing up, especially us people of color, we have been trained to look at marijuana 
And especially if you grow up on the East Coast of the U.S., then you're going to look at cannabis as not a good guy. You're going to look at it as something that it could harm you, could put you in jail, could, you know, harm your family is, you know, it's something that only lowlifes do to make money or it's something that, you know, if you do this trying to make money, you may be punished for by the law. Like you may go to jail, you may lose your livelihood, your family, everything, and you'll be a felon going forward, you know, and you'll be marked from that and you'll be stripped of your right to vote. And it's all part of, you know, a plan to eliminate all signs of hope and prosperity for people of color, using it to demonize us, using it to keep us down so that we're not able to get to levels where I'm making so much money now, I'm just going to go and build a school like LeBron, you know, like I'm going to be able, I'm, you know, I'm going to be able to do all these things for my people because now I'm in a chance in a position that I can, like I have the spotlight, I have the platform, you know, I have the voice, I'm not afraid to say what needs to be said. And then I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, you know, like, that's what we need. And that's not what America at whole white America wants from us. And that's a problem. There are a lot of people who need to have their records expunged and have all who have any kind of marijuana related charges because if MedMen is allowed to operate like fucking Apple stores and have, I want to say hundreds of locations, these it's a dispensary where you can buy weed and it looks like an Apple store. The layout is like an Apple store. So it's like the Apple store of dispensaries where you can go buy cannabis it's absolutely and i've shopped there before they have an awesome selection they have a lot of good shit okay and the prices are you know they're pretty fucking high and you get this whole little experience though and it's just like wow so this is where we're at now and owned by white men a lot of these companies and they're getting all this money and meanwhile you know some of our black and brown brothers and sisters are not afforded that same opportunity because they may have a record, a criminal record or not enough money because a lot of this takes money. So where are the grants for us? You know, where's the money? I'm going to have somebody on the podcast at a later date and time to talk about that more because I don't want to get too deep into it. Y'all see, I'm getting fired up. (laughs) I'm getting fired up, (laughs) y'all. But I want to make sure I answer as many questions as possible. So yeah, I believed a lot of that negative rhetoric around um, cannabis, um, both within my own community and from, you know, mainstream society at large was just demonized, you know, cannabis in any shape or form. And you know, saying that having the just say no program in schools. And I, I was, I grew up on that program. So you know, it was a lot to kind of have to shake off to and re-understand the plant for what it is and what it does for you. <laughs> and it's just so crazy because like, I was just like, well, will it ruin my milk supply? Well, will I not make as much milk? Because I, I want to be able to breastfeed my baby until he's, you know, 12 months old. He's right now about to be seven months old. And I'm like, yes, we're we're really doing it and we're doing it. And I've been using cannabis since he's he was one month old. So the proof is in the pudding and my and my, you know, from what I'm experiencing and 
what I'm seeing right now and what I'm living. And this is only just me saying what's happening with me and in my life. Other women probably are saying the same thing. A lot of women on the blunt in the blunt boy mama community, both on the Facebook group and on the Instagram page, if you read the comments, are all you know in agreement saying that this is their experience as well. Something or something a lot like it. Like they use cannabis when they're breastfeeding. Their baby's fine. Their milk supply is fine. They're both doing fine. The baby's hitting all the milestones. Like that's my case too. I really wish there was some research out there to help back that up. But, you know, there's so many things and reasons for why that's not happening right now. But we're getting there. And I think that we're in like five years, we're going to be in a place where hopefully that sort of education catches on and catches up, too, because that needs to be part of the conversation as we start talking more about legalizing cannabis at a federal level is how parents, especially particularly women who are pregnant and breastfeeding, how that impacts how cannabis use impacts them and get some proper studies and research done and then get the education to the doctors so that that's looked at as a possible way of treatment to a lot of these ailments and issues that you have as a woman when you're trying to become pregnant, when you are pregnant, and then during postpartum and when you're breastfeeding. Like it's just (laughs) all women should learn this and all doctors should learn this and all federal government agents should learn this. And this will help us so much. (laughs) but yeah girl i hope i'll answer your question yes i smoke weed right now and my baby is just fine and my milk supply is perfect i make so much milk i make so much milk it's like cannabis has no impact on that at all so then you wanted to know how often you smoke and do i see it affecting my child differently i smoke about twice a day on a good day on a bad day, I don't smoke at all because <laughs> I didn't have time and I, and I, and I fell asleep. <laughs> so yeah, it depends. No, as I mean, I have a seven month old, almost a soon to be seven month old and I have a four year old. No two days are the same. I feel like they like take turns being the menace. Like one day the four year old will be an asshole. And then the next day the seven month old will be an asshole. And it's just like, (laughs) damn, no days off. (laughs) No days off. Okay. So yeah, it sucks. But what I was going to get at is that I have not seen from the days when I wasn't using cannabis to the days when I use cannabis twice a day, but you know, like maybe I'll dab in the morning or, and I'll smoke some flour out of my bong at night or have an edible or I'll drink like some tea that's infused with a little bit of THC and CBD or I, I, there's so many different ways, right, that I can do it. And I explore them all, by the way. <laughs> At one point in time, I do um, use a tincture, maybe drop a little few drops of an oil that has some THC in it, you know, like whatever. I, I get my taste. <laughs> but I usually prefer to just smoke or vape because you get hit by those effects that you're desiring a lot sooner and not having to wait. And as a parent, like I can't do something and then be like, okay, in 30 minutes to an hour, I'll be able to feel the high or whatever I'm trying to feel. And she's like, no, I need this to be instantaneous. I need this to happen right now. I don't need any surprises an hour from now. Like, And not knowing like how it feels like, no, 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 no. I can't gamble with my time like that. Like I, have responsibilities like two human lives that I take care of on a daily basis. So 
that's the one it all comes down to is just mindfulness. I would say with how with how often you do choose to use cannabis as a parent, especially as a breastfeeding parent. Um, just because, you know, you are going to be holding your baby while you're nursing them. Like, will you be able to perform that task, you know, and just being mindful of the amounts that you can consume that will allow you to still function and do everything that you need to do to be responsible um, and handle your responsibilities, you know, specifically your kids and your job, you know, and your relationship. Like you should still be able to be present. Uh, you shouldn't be using abusing the plant and using it to as an escape from your realities because that is not healthy and when the high comes down you're still in whatever situation you're in and you still have whatever problems you have so use it to help enlighten you help you meditate and relax help you to you know just achieve a sense of calm that maybe you weren't able to achieve before to help you get to sleep because you're tired <laughs> to help you silence your thoughts because you're experiencing a lot of anxiety whatever it may be helping you feel a little bit more social now that you're going out for the first time and I don't know since you had the baby it's helpful and it's definitely like life-changing for me my use so I hope I answered your questions, girl. <laughs> I haven't noticed any differences in my child's behavior. And this is my second child in my first pregnancy. Uh, when I breastfed my daughter for 15 months, by the way, um, I did not use cannabis that entire time, that entire 15 months. And I didn't use cannabis in nine months. I was pregnant. So I went a long time without cannabis. I regret it so much. But you live and you learn. And I, you know, I was, I'm very observant. So I noticed how she was when she was nursing as a baby and no two babies are the same, you know, given, but I feel like there aren't that many variable different behaviors babies can exhibit while breastfeeding. So I was just like, okay, he kind of reminds me of her when he's breastfeeding like that. I don't see him doing anything out of the ordinary or weird and he's happy and he's hitting all his milestones and he's doing so well. And he's, so fat. <laughs> so yeah, I, girl, just do what's best for you at the end of the day. Cause I'm not a medical professional, right? But you know, when you do talk to somebody about this, you want to make sure like I can trust this doctor or, you know, or midwife or whoever. So find someone in the medical community that you trust, that you can talk to about this, who won't report to the Child Protective Services, because that's the thing. So you have to be careful. That's all I got for that. So I got another question that says, thank you for all your time. Well, I was wondering if you pump and dump. It sounds pretty ridiculous. Seems better to just wait to start feeding when you're not high anymore. Your thoughts? Also finding out there are cannabinoids in our milk. Do they test kids after birth or only if there is an actual reason? Okay. That was a lot of questions. <laughs> so um, your first question was, do I pump and dump? No, <laughs> no way. I'm never throwing away that liquid gold unless I got like really fuck face drunk. In which case I would probably pump and dump because one, there's probably liquor in that breast milk, but two, and I don't know if that's true or not. So correct me if I'm wrong, but two, just because, um, my boobs are so engorged because maybe I was out a long time. So I just need to pump it anyways. <laughs> so I'm probably pumping regardless and dumping. But actually, I haven't had any nights like that since I had this baby. Thank goodness. And I think it's because I just, as I've gotten older, I've just really been like off of alcohol, like drinking in heavy amounts until I'm like intoxicated. That's just not cool for me because I hate hangovers and I just don't have time for them. 
I have two kids. Like I have shit to do. Like I don't have time for no hangover to have me in bed for half the day because my old ass tried to drink too much. <laughs> so um, no, I don't pump and dump. I thought about it at first when I first started breastfeeding. So I was like, should I? Do I need to? And I was like, girl, bye. Why? I usually just wait after and usually like an hour two hours before I feed my baby again but usually um I'll feed him first he goes down for his nap and I just start smoking as soon as he goes down for his nap because sometimes his naps last an hour two hours some if I'm lucky three hours so by the time he wakes up like I'm no longer stoned I'm 100% good to, and ready to go and I nurse him so that's I hope that <laughs> answers that part yeah, so it seems to just wait till you're not high anymore, your thoughts. Yeah, so just gave you my feedback on that. <laughs> Take from that what you may. You know, this is just my own personal experiences and what I've been seeing and observing in my life and with my child. You know, that may or may not work for you, but that's what works for me. Uh, do they test kids after birth or only if there's an actual reason? Um, so I guess she's saying if the hospital were to find uh, cannabinoids in the baby's system after birth would they test him or do they only test him test babies if there's an actual reason well this one's a really tricky one because it does depend on what state you're in but i mean to an extent it kind of doesn't because i've heard from plenty of women who are in california where cannabis is recreationally legal for you know adults over the age of 21 and women have still had child protective services called on them for testing positive for cannabis, uh, having it in their system or their babies testing positive. So that's a very real thing. So that leads me to say it could be your hospital, like your hospital could be the one that tests you and reports you. So I would say be careful where you're giving birth. And a lot of people think, oh, well, I'll just have a home birth and that'll solve that problem. Well, that's only if pregnancy and delivery and labor were predictable. But no woman's too late. No two women are going to labor the same and no two pregnancies are going to labor the same. So you don't know how that pregnancy. I mean, you know, not wishing anything negative or bad on any woman or anybody out here who's about to give birth to a baby. I hope it goes smoothly and everything goes well. But Usually things don't go according to plan. And what if you need to go to the hospital? What happens when you go to the hospital and they drug test you or they drug test your baby and you test positive? You're going to have CPS coming into your room. So you have to think about that. And I hate to say it, I really fucking do, but it's a real concern. And it's something that you need to think about if you are going to use cannabis while you're breastfeeding or pregnant, because it's a reality. So you just need to be educated on that. And the best ways to kind of approach using cannabis when you're in those positions so that you're not and put in a situation where you're having to explain yourself to Child Protective Services or some social worker, you know, because you want to be there for your family at the end of the day. Obviously, you want to do that and smoke weed, and I feel you. <laughs> so let me see. Let me make sure I answer this question fully. So do they test only if there's an actual reason? I mean... I don't know like what the reason would be like if you look like strung out on drugs and yeah, they'll probably drug test you. But if you're a regular woman, but maybe you just happen to be black, 
then they'll drug test you, right? Or because you happen to be a Latina, you they drug test you, right? And maybe the white woman won't get drug tested. Maybe it's a situation like that. Maybe it's a situation where at the hospital is routine to drug test every woman who comes in and, and is in labor and is about to deliver. Maybe that's their policy. Maybe you have to ask. It's good to know that. But in most cases, I feel like, and probably actually in all cases, they know hospitals should drug test you or your baby without permission. But I have heard plenty of women have told me that there were instances where that they were drug tested without their knowledge. So just keep that in mind if that happens to you, because maybe you have a case or I don't know, or something against them. I don't know. But I would just definitely say that know your rights, be educated and know the policies of the hospital and your area. Even if you do do a home birth, just figure that out so that that you're prepared for every scenario. And if you're looking for hospitals or doctors, make sure you're looking at those policies and stuff about drug testing and on the woman and the baby, because that's good to know so that you're prepared. And if you're a, a woman of color, if you're a black woman, if you're a brown woman, like you, you really know that like, it's probably not in your best interest to use cannabis at all, right? Once you hit your third trimester, which is what I did personally. And if you just want, don't want to use it at all, I would understand because for us, we already have a target on our back being black and being a woman, you know, like two strikes. So being pregnant puts you in such a vulnerable state, right? And I just don't ever want to be in that position. So I would say, There could be reasons that they drug test women. And then there could be reasons that they don't say are real reasons like race and ethnicity. But, you know, they would never say that. (laughs) Or maybe because you're lower income. Yeah, they might just do that. So, you know, keep those things in mind. I know it's like super Debbie Downer, but (sighs) yeah, (laughs) there's nothing else I can say. I just have to be 100 and I have to be real with you guys. So let's see what else we got. I think I can do one more and then I got to go because I don't want to have y'all on here all of your life. (laughs) So this one says, hey, sis, just want to say I'm so happy that I found you. I live in Europe and I'm six months pregnant and I still smoke weed, but sometimes I feel so scared for my baby but it makes me feel so relaxed and I hope everything's going to be all right with my baby. How long did you smoke until you gave birth and how much joints did you smoke? And is everything okay? Sorry for my English. Thank you so much. Okay. So also, I mean like, Hey, from Europe, like so dope that people in Europe are listening to my podcast. What? (laughs) your girl is a bad bitch bad bitch bad bitch (laughs) super dope so thank you for listening first of all i really appreciate it tell your friends you know (laughs) and also congratulations on your pregnancy i'm so happy for you uh pregnancy is awesome it's magical it's horrible it's the best and it's the worst all at the same time but at the end you get a baby which is the best part (laughs) so or at least in my in my opinion. Some women like to say that not having a period is the best part about being pregnant, which I, I kind of agree. That is a great part for some of us, but not all of us. <laughs> so um, how long do you smoke so I gave birth? Okay, so I smoked up until, I think I said this before, up until my third trimester because I knew that as a Black woman, I had no chance out there in these streets <laughs> using cannabis. Like I would probably 
have, you know, had a really bad scenario play out likely. Maybe not, you know, maybe not. But I didn't want to take any chances. And just being a black woman in America, I'm always extra cautious regardless. Like I just move differently because you have to, because that's how you don't get killed by some of these white people out here. (laughs) I have some fucked up situation happen to you where your life is snatched away. So that's how I was thinking when it came to approaching that. So I stopped in the third trimester. Although I probably would have still vaped a little bit. I mean, if I wasn't so concerned about that because I was giving birth in a hospital. But I mean, I guess shit happens. Whatevs. And you said how many or how many joints? How often? How the joints? My joint situation when I was smoking? Yeah. So... I only smoked joints in my first trimester and I never smoked the whole joint, only half a joint because I just, I didn't want to get high. I realized very quickly that I wanted my cannabis use while pregnant to be medicinal and not recreational, even though normally my use is recreational and not, oh, let's just have fun way. But it'll like, you know, oh, I'm chilling and I want to partake in the ritual of smoking weed right now while watching a movie on Netflix or something, you know, just wanting to be able to get in that meditative state and cannabis helps me get there. So I realized that, hey, it would be nice to do that, but I don't need to since I'm pregnant. I need to just be careful about how I'm handling myself and what I'm putting into myself and how and be mindful of how I'm doing it. So that applies to my cannabis use as well. So I would smoke like half a joint, maybe like once a week um, or twice a week at the most three times I've done. I've done it. I did it. (laughs) And yeah, and and it helped. It helped so much. I felt so good. And it was just like, like instantly just made me feel like if my shoulders were tight, if like my back was hurting a little bit, everything just relaxed and felt better. And, and I felt more calm and at ease and more in tune with my body and like really felt like what was happening to me, which was that I was growing a life. And I felt more reflective and appreciative of that, which is something that I didn't really have my first pregnancy, honestly. And I thank cannabis for allowing me to feel that because pregnancy is a beautiful time in your life. I, I hate to be cliche, but it is. And if you're able to experience it and go through it, then you should, if that's something that you want and you should be able to enjoy it and nothing should hinder you from that. And if cannabis can help you be um, enjoy your pregnancy more, then like, why not use it? you know, if you can and use it responsibly. So then you said, is everything okay? Like, I guess is my family and the baby okay? Yes. I use cannabis while pregnant and my baby is doing just fine. He is cute as fuck. He's fat as fuck. He's the best ass baby in the whole world. He's going to be an astronaut because he loves for us to toss him in the air and get lifted in the air. So I was like, you're going to be an astronaut, baby. (laughs) As my little canna baby. That's him. So, yeah, this was really fun, you guys. I actually thought I would be able to answer more questions during this episode, but I guess I didn't. So, you know what? There's going to be a stoner mail part two. (laughs) I'm just going to say it because I want to answer your questions. I guess I just talk too fucking much, huh? (laughs) Well, that's all I got for you guys. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to send them to bluntblowingmama at gmail.com. I love getting your questions or messages. I try to get back to them as soon as possible or, you know, at least read them on the podcast right here. And so you can get the answer that you want or whatever you're seeking from me. If you just want a shout out, I can always do that. And also follow Blunt Blowing Mama on Instagram. 
at Blunt Blowing Mama. <laughs> follow Blunt Blowing Mama on Twitter. Follow Blunt Blowing Mama on Facebook. Just stay connected to me, yo. Just stay connected. <laughs> As always, reviews on the podcast are so welcome. I love them. They're the bestest and they help me get found by other women and moms like me. And that's what I want. That's my mission is to reach as many women and moms like me as possible. And even dads, you know, if you want to get down anybody, if you want to get down with the message and get down with the message, because I, I want us to be recognized and I want us to be normalized. And I think that we can be, and I, if I can help in that any shape or way or form by just speaking my truth and telling other women's stories and answering your questions and just putting it out there. Just how letting it like letting us exist in a space where it's safe and we're able to speak honestly in the hopes that someone's listening and it helps, you know, I'm high. <laughs> like I'm on that like philosophical shit high. <laughs> Thank you, headband. You are the best strain ever. <laughs> Anywho. All right, guys. So uh, I think I said all the things. <laughs> I said all the things. I said, I said, uh, uh. <laughs> Bye, y'all. <laughs>